Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy! Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. Oh yes! Monday morning. Oh my goodness, do we have lots to talk about today. I mean, it's going to take me the next three days to break this down for you. But I got to tell you, God bless. God bless our men and women in the armed forces. God bless the men and women who run into danger without thought for themselves, but only thoughts for their their fellow soldiers, America, and amazing greatness that is this country. I mean, you can't put it any better than that. Al-Baghdadi is dead. Now, if you don't know who Al-Baghdadi is, he's probably the most wanted man on the face of the planet. He was the head of the ISIS terrorist group, and we're going to talk about that for pretty much this entire hour. Welcome in the Matlock Show. This 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 part of the show brought to you by PatriotMobile.com forward slash Matt. PatriotMobile.com forward slash Matt. Get over there. Check them out. PatriotMobile.com forward slash Matt. You know, vote with your dollars. They're pro-life. They want border security. They want America first policies. They love the Trump train. They're right here in the great state of Texas. So if your cell phone service is up, You're looking for a new plan or you just want to switch because you're tired of giving your money to big cellular companies that use it for, uh, let's see, Planned Parenthood, Open Borders, all the garbage we see from the left. Check out PatriotMobile.com forward slash Matt. Do it now. They're going to waive a couple of your activation fees. They can switch you out of your current plan. They can do all kinds of things. PatriotMobile.com, a fantastic supporter of the Matlock Show. Um, You can reach me. This is... Matt Locke, your host, your broadcast professional. You can find me at Real Matt Locke on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor. You can find me on the Cartel Matt on Facebook. Go follow all of those. And if you want to email me, I've got a new email address. Me a new email address. Matt, my name, M A T T at the Show.com. That's L O C K E. Now, this October giveaway is still going on. You got to go find the tweet. Or you got to go find the post I put on Facebook. Maybe I'll try to find them and put them to the top of the deal this week. But I'm still taking names 
till the end of this month for that drawing. And I'm going to give away a t-shirt and a hat, the Batlock Show, giving away a couple bags of Scars and Stripes coffee, and of course, a pair of combat flip-flops. So it's a good deal. Make sure you get signed up for that. But uh, I want to play this for you. Uh, the president made an announcement yesterday morning. And of course, all uh, Twitter was a buzz on Saturday. The gossip was swirling. But I want you to listen to the president and what he had to say on Sunday morning about al-Baghdadi. Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead. He was the founder and leader of ISIS, the most ruthless and violent terror organization anywhere in the world. The United States has been searching for Baghdadi for many years. Capturing or killing Baghdadi has been the top national security priority of my administration. U.S. Special Operations Forces executed a dangerous and daring nighttime raid in northwestern Syria and accomplished their mission in grand style. The U.S. personnel were incredible. I got to watch much of it. No personnel were lost in the operation, while a large number of Baghdadi's fighters and companions were killed with him. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. The compound had been cleared by this time, with people either surrendering or being shot and killed. Eleven young children were moved out of the house and are uninjured. The only ones remaining were Baghdadi in the tunnel, and he had dragged three of his young children with him. They were led to certain death. He reached the end of the tunnel as our dogs chased him down. He ignited his vest, killing himself and the three children. His body was mutilated by the blast. The tunnel had caved in on it, in addition. But test results gave certain immediate and totally positive identification. It was him. Now, you, let's think about this for a second as I turn this off and make sure it doesn't run again. Um, too much information or just right? I mean, here's the president of the United States. He's briefing the country on one of the most major accomplishments of his presidency so far. I mean, Baghdadi is a ruthless dictator um, terrorist who, I mean, ISIS beheaded James Foley the journalist. ISIS uh, took captive a young lady. Um, I believe her last name is Mueller. Held her, Kayla Mueller. Held her as a sex slave. If you remember 2013, that dramatic 10-second video released by aid worker Kayla, Kayla Mueller. Her family showed the woman pleading for help. 
shortly after the Islamic State fighters kidnapped her in Syria in 13. She says, my name is Kayla Mueller. I need your help. She was reported as saying in the video, I've been here too long and I've been very sick. It's very terrifying here. Now, militants captured her and her boyfriend, Amar Al-Khani, in August of 13, after the couple left a Doctors Without Borders hospital in Aleppo, where he had been hired to fix the facility's internet service. The ISIS fighters beat Al-Khani, but released him after two months. Well, they didn't release Miss Mueller. They used her as a sex slave. They tortured her, and then they killed her. James Foley. Kayla Mueller. Now you've seen videos where they put Christians in cages, set them on fire, and watch them burn. You watch them put these Christians in cages and lower them into the sea or the ocean or the water where their imminent death comes as the cage sinks lower and lower into the water. So do you think Trump went overboard when he talked about how Baghdadi was killed? Because I don't. Now, you know, the left and Twitter erupted over the weekend because they're pussies. I mean, let's just call it what it is. I'm so sick of it. Well, you Christians, you guys can't be Christians when when you believe it's okay to go in there and kill somebody and you don't give it a second thought. Hell no. I don't give it a second thought. This guy was the scum of the earth. He was evil incarnate. This guy had a $25 million bounty on his head. He killed people. He terrified people. He mutilated people. He intimidated people. Now, I'm not, I'm not God. I'm not the final judge of this man, but this is a man that mastermind killings all over the Middle East. He was public enemy number one, and President Trump had the ability to take him out. Now, here's what I want to talk about, because I think this is amazing, and, and, and this is what's happening. So Trump described what happened with al-Baghdadi. You know, he congratulated U.S. military forces, which I have to tell you, we're going to get to that in a minute. But the best, the most amazing, the most brave and courageous people on the face of this planet. I can't say enough about our men and women in uniform who go out there every single day and they sacrifice everything they have so you and I can live the life that we live. It is amazing. And thank you. To all of you out there, you have a friend at the Matlock Show because it is amazing work what you do. It is selfless work for what you do, and you do not get enough credit for it. Even though the left will sit there and act like a bunch of knuckleheads, they have to admit that you're amazing, and you are amazing people. But Trump congratulated the U.S. military forces on a job well done. And he revealed that a lot of sensitive material was taken from the ISIS raid that killed Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. Now, announcing the death of the ISIS leader, Bakari, Trump described him as dying in a vicious and violent way. 
as a coward running and crying. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. Now I want you to think about what Trump is doing here because there's a two there's two things in this whole bull crap of this jihad that we're seeing. You know, the 72 virgins and all that stuff. These idiots, these mongrels will tell you that they're going to fight for their God, Allah Akbar. You know, they're going to fight. They're going to be brave warriors. They're going to stand up to the infidels that are the United States, right? This guy went whimpering into a cave and drugged three of his innocent children with him to use them as human shields. That sounds that sounds like a, 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 a jihadi, a confident, a brave, brave man, doesn't it? whimpering and crying the whole way with his suicide vest on. And I'm going to tell you two things that this religion doesn't like this, this crusade, this, 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 I don't even know what I want to describe it as anymore. You don't, they don't like dogs in the Muslim faith. You ever see the signs, you know, they believe dogs are unclean. Uh, You know, Trump called him a dog and then he called him a coward. And those are the two things that this religion, this, 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 this jihad, they don't want you, they don't want to be called dogs or cowards. Trump called them both. Now, you know, before we get to all of this, all the left's are like, oh, well, Trump, his words. Oh my God, his words. I just can't believe. Grow a backbone. You would think, I mean, I put it out on Twitter and on Facebook yesterday, I believe. The Washington Compost. I, I, it was so, it, to me, watching journalism in this country today sickens me. It literally sickens me to watch what happens in our country today over how they fawn over an ISIS terrorist. I mean, it is it is blatant. It's so disgusting that I don't even have a word for it. It's so anti-American. It's so journal it's such journalistic malpractice. Here's a headline for an obit for Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. He was an austere religious scholar at the helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. An austere religious scholar. The dude was a dictator. The dude was a bad man. I mean, he was evil, evil, evil. Killed people for a living was brutal. As we watch the beheadings, the catching Christians on fire, the cleansing, the the, the pure, the the, the 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 cleansing of Christians from the Middle East, and in the Washington Compost has the audacity to come out and write a headline about how he was an austere religious scholar. They later retracted that headline. Oh, oh, that, that headline was written in haste. Are you a moron? 
I mean, are you an absolute moron? It was written in haste. No. I, you know, this, this is a thing about journalism that people just don't understand. I was a sports writer. When I wrote my story, it went through me, and then it went through my secondary editor, and then it went to the main editor of the newspaper. In between those steps, they picked up any grammatical errors, they picked up any spelling errors, they picked up any information that they thought may be wrong, and in that process, they then wrote a headline. I never wrote my headlines. So if I wrote a volleyball game about New Albany playing Reynoldsburg, they would write the headline based on the story because they would read it, right? This wasn't an oops. This wasn't a, oh, you know, well, this was hastily done. It got through two or three editors doing that. The left, I'm going to tell you, it is amazing to me how much the left hates this country. Now, I want to hearken back to bin Laden because, you know, Obama comes out, bin Laden's dead, and the left just parties. And, hey, once again, I said this back when I was doing the podcast. Fantastic. Fantastic that we took out al-Qaeda's head. Fantastic we took an evil person out of this world that will no longer I don't know, wreak havoc, kill, manipulate, do the things that evil people do. And the left just like, oh, yeah, it was so amazing. Oh, spike the football, Obama. And you know what the left is so amazing. I'm sitting around Saturday night, and you start seeing these pieces of information starting to come out about al-Baghdadi. And, you know, I couldn't verify it. A lot of people went to Twitter and said, it's verified, it's verified. I couldn't verify it. I just was, I was retweeting people I knew. And uh, finally, we found out on, on, on Sunday morning. But the left instantly on Saturday, well, Trump's going to come out and take all the credit. Trump's going to come out. Trump's going to come out. Okay. He's the president. He's the one that said, you know, I want you to think about this for a second because I don't, this isn't a Barack Obama thing. This isn't a George W. Bush thing. This isn't a President Trump thing. When you send men and women into battle, you're responsible for those men and women. You're the commander-in-chief. You have to sit there in a safe environment and pull the trigger figuratively, maybe even literally, on putting people's lives in jeopardy. And now I want you to I want you to sit here and I want you to think about what these men and women went through. They had to fly about 100 miles over enemy territory in helicopters. Had to breach a compound to where they had to blow a hole in the wall. And then they had trained for that where they're going in guns hot, not knowing what they're going to encounter. They walked in there whipped ass, chased Baghdadi down a tunnel where he killed himself with a suicide vest, collected sensitive information and did, did a DNA test, and all got out of there without an American casualty. Now, let's get to the other part of the story, shall we? Because there's another part of the story. I mean, I've, I've laid this out to you the best I can about what has happened here. And, and once again, uh, amazing, 
amazing. Our military is due so much credit and, and thanks for the people that they are. But it's amazing what our military had to face to get there. And there's a reason that these elite groups of fighters deserve our praise. And, and you know, somebody asked Trump, well, are they going to come to the White House? Hell no. They don't come to the White House. They're not looking for your adoration. They're not looking to get, you know, a slap on the back. That's their job. And they do it so damn well. I mean, they put their minds and their bodies through things you and I couldn't even contemplate. That, 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 that the average person, it would break you. It literally would break you. It would break you mind and heart and soul and body. You couldn't take it. And we have these, these wonderful, amazing individuals who put themselves through hell physically, mentally, so that they can go around the world and be the badasses that they are. I read a lot of Brad Thor. I read a lot of Matt Betley, Jack Carr. I'm now on Vince Flynn. I mean, we're going to talk about this for a minute. Because I've got a story here. Here's the biggest story of, of this entire weekend in al-Baghdadi. Trump says he kept details of ISIS operation from Pelosi to avoid leaks. Think about that for a second while I talk to you about Ver Forever. Head over to the Matlock Show, the Matlock Show, L O C K E dot com. Click on that Ver Forever link, get you some CBD oil. It works. I mean, for anxiety, muscle aches and pains, inflammation. It is amazing. And I'll tell you what, Ver Forever has some of the best on the market. If you've been looking for CBD oil, if you've been looking, you know, you've been kind of searching around, you've been thinking about it a little bit, you know, you're looking into it, Ver Forever, the link over on my website, thematlockshow.com, gives you a ton of information about it. So we've got the CBD oil, we've got the CBD cream that you rub right on your sore spots, your back, your knees, your elbows, your shoulders, your neck. It is fantastic. I use it personally. It's amazing. Um, for forever starting, they're going to come out with some more lines that you're going to have to be prepared for. This is going to get huge. And I'll tell you, customer service is great. I've been ordering the cream, and I've been ordering the CBD for our dog, Samson. I order it, and I have to tell you, from the day I order it to the day I get it, it's about six, seven days. Not a bad turnaround. It, it takes about a day or two to get that order through, and then it takes three or four days to ship here. I mean, it's just that good. So you got to have that. I mean, it's not Amazon. It's not. It's not coming in two days. I mean, we're all we're all crazy computed now. We're all uh, um, what? We're all been manipulated and trained that everything that comes from Amazon is going to be here in two days. But you get it in about a week. But it's amazing. I've watched it work on our dog. I've watched it work on me. It can work on you. If you're in, in in the CBD cream, by the way, you don't have to, you know, that's not anything you take. That's you rub. You're not going to need drug test anything. If you got some sore spots, if you're achy like I am, I mean, I got a bad back. You know, I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight. I mean, I have lost. I mean, as you guys all know, uh, when I was with the cartel, I've dropped about 25 pounds. I've kept it off. I was all the way up to almost 280. 
I'm right now hovering around about 257 to 260-ish area. So I've kept about 20 pounds off. I need to lose about another 20, 25 pounds, but my back's achy and I rub that on. It feels, I mean, it's instant relief. So head over to the cartel mat or the cartel mat to the matlockshow.com. Sorry, to the matlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. You can sign up for our newsletter for one, which you need to do, but head over to the, to the matlockshow.com. Click on that Verve Forever link. Use Verve, V-E-R-V-E 50 if you're a first-time customer. It'll save you 50% off that first order. Or use Verve 25 for 25% off the order if you're a frequent flyer. Do it now. Thematlockshow.com. Click on that Verve Forever link. Verve 25 and Verve 50. Do it now. All right. So what I want to talk about here is the fallout. And I say fallout because it's not really fallout. It's more like bitching. The, the Democrat bitching. So the Democrats are mad. They're upset. Donald Trump didn't put them in the loop of what was going on with this raid, and they're mad. And I think it's kind of funny because who's not in the loop of this impeachment inquiry? Uh, that would be Republicans. Now, I don't say tit for tat, mind you, but you, I, I'm telling you, the biggest story out of this weekend is this. The Democrats are pissed. So Vice President Pence was on um, Fox News with Chris Wallace. And he was asked why the Democrats were not informed of the mission. And Vice President Pence said, you know, this was not an indication of a lack of trust. God bless you, Mike Pence, but you're not a good liar. I mean, I want you to think about this for a second. Pence has to go out there and tell you that it's not a lack of trust while Trump's out there telling you it's a lack of trust. And it literally is a lack of trust. They're a bunch of blabbermouths. They're a bunch of leakers. And I'm telling you, I hate to say this, but if Nancy Pelosi would have knew or Adam Schiff for brains would have knew, I think the mission would have been compromised. Yeah, think about that for a second. Because I went to Twitter yesterday, and I said, you know what's amazing about all of this? I said, when you boil all of this down, when you look at all of the things going on, and when you sit here and, and take all of this in, it is amazing what is going on with the left today. It, 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 it's absolutely outright amazing. And now I can't find the daggone thing. I think it's in my retweets. But I took to Twitter and I said, <laughs> you know, don't you find it interesting that the left hates Trump in America more than they love the fact that America took out the number one ISIS leader in the world. I said, imagine hating at real Donald Trump so much that at the Democrats show respect to the leader of ISIS, the left hates America. They hate Trump. I said, please remember that November of next year. They hate him. They hate him. 
Now, the problem is, here's the problem of all of this. Trump, it's on Fox News today, the biggest leaker. Trump says shift would have leaked. President Trump on Monday defended his decision not to give Democrat congressional leaders advance notice of the raid that resulted in the death of ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, saying once again he was concerned that the details would leak. Now, this is out of a damn Vince Flynn novel. I mean, I'm sitting there, and I'm going to tell you, I'm reading, so big fan, Brad Thor, Jack Carr, Matt Betley, Vince Flynn and soon to be Kyle Mills as soon as I get to the books he started writing when Flynn died. But I'm reading right now. I want to tell you this. If you're not reading Vince Flynn, you should be. I mean, if you if you like Brad Thor, if you like Matt Batley, Jack Carr, Vince Flynn, you're going to like Vince Flynn. Now, I'm a guy, and I've told you this before, and you know I've interviewed all three of those guys, Thor, Carr, and Batley, and we'll do it again as soon as their new books come out. I love those guys. Love them. But I picked up Vince Flynn, and I have to read the books in chronological order. I cannot jump around. I know Thor and Betley and Carson. You know, you can pick up Backlash. You can pick up um, True Believer or, or uh, Valor, uh, Code of Valor. You can pick them up, and, and you can read them as standalones. Okay, fine. But I like to know the whole story. I like to know the the, 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 the lead up to the story, right? I like to know everything. So I got to read them in chronological order. So I'm reading Vince Flynn and I'm on executive power. It's the name of the book. It's like number five or six in the series for Vince Flynn. But in, in executive power, I don't want to give too much of it away. Um, let me see here. Vince Flynn books in order. Okay. So I don't want to give too much of it away because maybe you haven't read it yet. Okay, here you go. So you've got, uh, I've read Transfer of Power, Term Limits, Kill Shot. Oh, no, these are not in order. Hold on here. Let me let me put them in order. Here we go. So, I um, yeah, let's see here. Oh, I read them all out of order. I, I read them at the time they were actually um, written, the years they were actually written. So for right now, I've read... It's funny. Let me see if I can get them in order here. Boy, I'm in order. In order. Written. There we go. So I've read, so far, Term Limits, Transfer of Power, The Third Option, Separation of Power, and now I'm on Executive Power. So book number five. And let me tell you about this. Executive Power, the plot, which... I'm telling you, these these folks, and by the way, Executive Power was written in 2003. This is 2019. It was written 16 years ago. And in this book, Vince Flynn, the, the, the um, plot, so these Philippine mercenaries, the Philippine army, takes hostage this American family, mom and dad and three kids. And the United States is putting together a covert operation to go rescue this family, right? Now, this is this last night was to, or over the weekend was to take out a big daddy, but think about that. So this covert mission lands on the beach in the Philippines, 
under dark of night and they're ambushed and they lose two or three seals from the team, die. So Mitch Rapp, who is the main character of American Assassin, Vince Flynn, um, he's now, um, he he's like, I don't even know what his role is because he's like he, he's kind of like Scott Harvath for for Brad Thor. He's like James Reese for Jack Carr kind of stuff. And then of course you've got the two heroines for Matt Betley, uh, Quick and uh, Logan West, John Quick and Logan West. But he's kind of that alpha guy, right? And he leads all of these missions. Mitch Rapp does. He's the alpha. He's the predator. Well, he's been put back into a non-predator role. In in, in what happens, and I'm not going to give you any more next. you got to read the book. But this covert mission was compromised by a politician who sent an email to the Philippine embassy to let the Philippine military know America was coming. And, of course, the Philippine military was corrupt. They ambushed the SEALs, and like two or three SEALs died. So as I'm sitting here watching what is going on this weekend, I'm thinking of Vince Flynn, and I'm thinking of fiction. And I'm thinking to myself, holy cow, these these men are fantastic, by the way, with what they write. But I want you to, this is the story today. You have the commander-in-chief. You have President Donald Trump who cannot trust House Democrats, who kept the information from them because he determined through experience and knowledge that there could be concerns that the details would leak out. So when Trump first announced al-Baghdadi's death Sunday morning, he said he decided not to tell officials including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, because he was afraid leaks could compromise the mission. (sighs) Speaking to reporters Monday morning, he singled out House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schifferbrains as the focus of those concerns. Quote, the only thing is, they were talking about why didn't I give the information to Adam Schifferbrains and his committee? And the answer is because I think Adam Schifferbrains is the biggest leaker in Washington, D.C. Holy shit. I mean, think about this. We know it's true. He just called out Adam Schiff. And said, you know what? This guy's the biggest leaker in Washington. I can't trust these people to keep this secret. I can't trust them. They're performing these behind-closed-door impeachment trials. This flim-flam deal, the, 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 the Russia-Trump collusion, the Mueller report, all of the crap that never came to fruition that was going to march Trump out of the White House in handcuffs. And now Trump comes right out, punches Adam Schiff right in the mouth and says, you know what? You can't be trusted. And he can't. Isn't that the scary thing? Isn't that the most scary thing you've ever heard? I mean, I want you to think about this for a second. That scares the tar out of me. 
because we have politicians who don't have America's best interest in mind. <laughs> Trump says, you know, you know that. I know that. We all know that. I've watched Adam Schifferbrain's leak. He's a corrupt politician. He's a leaker like no one has ever seen before. Wow. Now, Trump, meanwhile, indicated, and I don't know if I agree with this today, that he may release some of the video footage of the raid. I don't think he should. You know what? I don't think we should. Now, Trump went on to blast Schiff for his handling of the impeachment investigation, including when he recited an embellished version of Trump's phone call with the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, which Schiff later described as a parody. Trump accused Schiff of committing a criminal act by putting the inaccurate version of the call on the record. Trump's decisions not to notify senior members of Congress about the raid was controversial, even as he drew praise for overseeing the successful mission. Now, here is the story. Democrat Rep. Eric Swallowswell reacts to the U.S. military's successful raid on ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. He says, and it says, despite nearly universal praise for the U.S. troops involved in the raid on Saturday that led to the death of ISIS leader Bakar al-Baghdadi, leading congressional Democrats were unhappy that the Trump administration failed to brief them beforehand. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Exactly. Exactly. These leaking piles of feces wouldn't know the truth if it kicked him in the giblets. Swallows Well says, I was told right before I came on to the Sunday show, uh, he says that uh, nobody in the Democratic leadership, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer were informed of the raid. You know how huge this is? I mean, you I don't think you understand the gravity of this. So the left is running with this, right? The left's got their asses are hurt. They're, they're red-assed. They're pissed. They feel like they've been left out. Uh, you know, and, and I'm of two minds of this today. I think it's amazing. Once again, our military, finest, uh, finest elite fighters in the world. Amazing. Love them all. Have a friend here with Matlock. Trump taking the shot, taking the number one known terrorist leader out. Fantastic. Great call. Tough call. I'm sure it was a an amazingly tough call. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy to make those calls. Sending men and women into harm's way, knowing you're responsible for what happens to them knowing that you are the one that said, yep, go do it. Crazy, crazy, right? Crazy stressful, crazy heavy on, you know, responsibility. But the craziest thing is not informing Congress because as you and I both know, there are three equal branches 
of the government, executive, judicial, and the legislative. Now, I believe, and I'm not a constitutional scholar, I'm not a lawyer, but I believe that the executive branch has the power to do what Trump did. Because what is the number one focus of the government? I mean, in your opinion, I'll give this a minute, at Real Matlock on Twitter. I want to hear your comments today. What do you think the number one focus of the government should be? The number one focus. Defense. Keeping our great country safe. Now, I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, I'll go to Syria here for a minute. And when President Trump started pulling our troops out of Syria, I said, I'm going to wait and see. I'm not going to jump. I'm not going to jump the shark or, you know, jump the wagon here. I'm not going to get the, heart, the, the, the cart before the horse. I believe that my president has information I don't have, right? So the left were just beating the snot out of Trump over this withdrawal of Syria. And I've had, I got flack from the right and left and that's okay. I'm a big boy. It's all right. I can handle it. You know, it was, it was just specifically my opinion. And I said to these folks, both friends and foes, I'm going to give this time. Why should we, the United States of America, be the police officer for the world? That was my question. Why should we defend country halfway around the world that has no significant value to us? And then, of course, all of the naysayers are like, well, the Kurds. Yeah, what about the Kurds? Well, we owe the Kurds. We, we promised the Kurds. We, we can't just leave the Kurds hanging. We gave the Kurds a lot of money. We gave them a lot of guns. We gave them a lot of ammunition. We gave them a lot of things to fight their little religious war. That's what it is. I mean, these folks have been fighting for thousands of years in the Middle East over religion. And we can go right back to this ISIS leader. They're all, they're all zealots. They're all religious fanatics. I was talking about this yesterday. I was watching the Colts game at the bar yesterday with some friends of ours. And I said, you know, you know what's really amazing? I said, here we have three couples, husband and wives. I looked at the other two men and I said, would you strap on a suicide vest and blow yourself up in the name of Jesus? It's the question you have to ask, right? Would you put on a suicide vest and would you take your life in, in, in 15, 20, 30 more in the name of your God? And to the man, which I knew the answers were going to be because these are good Christian men, but to the man, they said, I don't believe my God would ask me to do that. Exactly. My God's not asking me to kill people. My God's asking me to love people, to bring people into my circle, to teach them the scripture and the way, to, to be a good role model to them. My God's not asking me to strap on C4 and blow myself to kingdom come where 72 virgins may be waiting for me. <laughs> I set my phone off. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe they thought I said God and it all went off here. I don't know. They're recording me now that I'm talking about Jesus. 
But that's my whole point. My God isn't asked me to die for my crusade. You've got a crusade over there in the Middle East that is so fanatical that they tell you that their God tells them they die for the infidel or they die for the crusade, for the jihad. They kill the infidel. That's the difference. And now I want to I want to take you back here because, you know, both the right and left should be cheering today. I mean, this is an amazing success coming out of the American American Armed Forces, the, the government and whatnot. We took out probably one of the worst evil men on the planet. Now, I want to go back to the fact that, you know, hey, I'm not judge or jury. He'll stand in front of his God or our God or the one true God. I believe there's only one God. I don't believe there's a bunch of them. He's going to stand before God one day, and he's going to have to confess his sins. He's going to have to stand in judgment. It isn't up to me, right? But we know by his works on this planet that they were evil. So here, here's the story. This is what cracks me up. Al-Baghdadi, takedown, catches Dems flat-footed. What? I mean, uh, this is is where we're at in our politics today. California Democrat Nancy Pelosi said, ISIS leader Al-Baghdadi's death is significant. Of course it is. President Trump's successful operation to take out Islamic State leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi sent Democrats scrambling on Sunday as several top party leaders had complained publicly in recent days that the White House had no real plan to combat the terror group following the U.S. pullout in Syria. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I may have to play that for like the next six months because it's so fantastically right. These people don't have a damn clue as to what they're doing. The only thing the left is worried about is resisting Donald Trump. And that's the story today, my friends. The story today is how does the left say, well, this is a great achievement for America without giving Trump his due credit? Because mind you, Trump is due some credit. Now, Trump didn't get didn't go into the cave and raid the place. He wasn't with the special forces. He didn't do any of that thing. But he made America safer today by the decisions he made on Saturday. Now, in a dramatic sign of how Democrat messaging apparently backfired, uh, Saturday Night Live, which is this is the left, this is culture, this is media, ran an ill-timed sketch suggesting Trump had created jobs for ISIS. Just hours before the president held a news conference announcing al-Baghdadi's death, the sketch aired around the time the two-hour late-night raid in northwest Syria was underway. Quote, it's genuinely fascinating watching Democrats in real time struggle to figure out what to say about this. Journalist Glenn Greenwald wrote on Sunday, they want to be patriotic and anti-ISIS, but also need a way to malign Trump without contradicting their gushing Obama praise over Osama bin Laden. Not an easy balancing act. It's exactly right. The left's in a struggle. They hate America. They hate the fact that we're who we are. They don't want to see us or President Trump or our military successful. They want us to fail because when we fail, we have to rely on them. 
So today, you know, I can go back and I thought about this. I thought about going back and finding all of the responses to Barack when he took out Osama bin Laden, when he ordered the raid. Now, mind you, my memory is long, and I'm sure yours is too. There was nothing but praise. And then there was a campaign. I mean, they ran on it. He, he ran on taking Osama bin Laden out. I mean, he, he, he spiked the football. I mean, this, you know, he was the man. It, it, was, it, was, it was just you had, to, you had to bow down to him. He was awesome. It was great. He took out Osama bin Laden. I mean, crazy. And when we look at this, you know, we had the picture. We 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 had the uh, room. We 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 saw all of the things that went on in two thousand and eleven because this was right before he ran for president in twelve. And what did they do? They ran on that. He ran on that. He, you know, hey, look what I did. And, and of course he did. I mean, once again, he had to make the call, right? He had to make the call. So we sit here and the left, it, it, they're, they're caught in between. They don't know what to do. They're mad. They're butt hurt because Trump didn't confide in them what was going to go on. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. Truth. I love that movie, by the way. A few good men, Jack Nicholson, Tom Cruise, but they can't handle the truth. The left doesn't want to know the truth. They bury their heads in the sand and they tell you that our military isn't great. They tell you we have no reason to be there. And then they cry boohoo and bellyache when Trump pulls out of Russia or Russia out of Syria. And then what happens after all of that? Oh, well, Trump didn't know. Oh, and then they, they backpedal because obviously once again, I'm going to go back to Syria here. Obviously, Trump knew what he was doing. Obviously, Trump knew what he was doing. And Trump came out in that press conference. It was an hour long. I watched all of it. I didn't play it for I only played about two and a half minutes for you today. But in that press conference, he named James Foley. He named Kayla Mueller. He talked about the devastation that that ISIS has wrought. He talked about the Christians. He talked about the plan. He talked about what happened. He talked about what our fine military men and women had to do. And you know, here's the thing that irritates me more than anything. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. He came out and made some remarks about this raid on Baghdadi. Sanders remarked on the massive deployment, but failed to mention the president's role or that of the U.S. forces, specifically in his statement, acknowledging the Kurds in other U.S. allies. Here's, here's the tweet that Bernie Sanders put out yesterday at about noon. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was a murderer and a terrorist responsible for terrible suffering and death. The fight against ISIS would not be possible without the brave efforts of the Kurds and other U.S. allies. 
Does anybody else find that strange? Does anybody other than me find that strange? That here you have a man running for president, wants to be on, you know, wants to be the Democrat nominee to run for president, who can't even give a compliment where it's due. Who can't come out there and say, you know what? Our military is amazing. They are due all of the glory. They're due all of the credit for doing something that made our world safer. Now, the left has turned this, and I'm going to take a quick second here. Do me a quick favor. Head over to Scars and Stripes Coffee. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. You head over to the matlockshow.com. There's a link up there for Scars and, Strophy, Scar, Scars and Stripes Coffee. Jeez, I got to talk this morning. I'm drinking downrange. It's really good. I mean, it really is. It's a very good coffee. But what you do is you, you, you can empower a veteran. These, this is veteran-owned. and Well, it's veteran-run. So there's an e-commerce platform that allows these veterans, and it's veterans only, who can come in and start their own businesses. And they can sell coffee, merchandise, anything on the Scars and Stripes coffee website. And they get paid. So if you want to empower a veteran, because these veterans, they come, they, they come back home from theater. They come back home from being deployed. They come back home from being, you know, here just in America, just, you know, on bases all across the country. And they're looking for a mission. They're looking to stay active. They're looking for a goal, for, for, for something to grow for a partnership and, and and they team up, they get in these groups, they have leaders, the whole deal, but they run this thing. They're, they're, they're self-employed. They're, they're uh, sole proprietors. They're entrepreneurs and they come out and they sell this coffee and they can make great money. And it's taken, I'm telling you, Scars and Stripes Coffee is going to take the world by storm. Not only is it good coffee, but it's a great cause. Go check it out. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. Tell them Matlock sent you. Big fan of Scars and Stripes Coffee. Or you can go over to the matlockshow.com, click on that link, which is at the top of my page, and you can get over to Scars and Stripes Coffee. Anyway, do you not find it interesting that the left, they need to somehow turn this into a Trump bashing opportunity? Or they've got to make it somehow negative. Because James Clapper was on CNN State of the Union yesterday. And Clapper warned the death could galvanize ISIS. So what really Clapper's saying is we shouldn't have killed him at all. Because now it'd only be worse. Now it's going to be worse. Trump went in there and now it's going to be worse. He killed the leader of ISIS. And now it's only going to be worse because it's going to galvanize the group. Clapper said what is going to be interesting is to the extent to which this negative, negative, negatively affects ISIS or does it galvanize them? The remnants of ISIS, which still survives as an ideology and has franchises in other places besides Syria. He added ISIS is more than just Baghdadi. As important as he was, 14 to 18,000 fighters yet remaining in the franchises are branches in other places, notably Afghanistan, where, of course, we still have forces. ISIS did participate in losing leadership, so they decentralized and groomed people to assume the role. Now, I don't know that they have anybody would have the symbolic importance of Baghdadi, 
But I don't think we can say at this point that we can stop worrying about him. No one said that we were going to stop worrying about ISIS. No one said the fight was over. But when you take out leadership, what happens? Things become chaos. Now, the left always wants to go to, well, it might have just made it worse. And now CNN's editor-at-large, Chris Casilza, Casilza, Silzizia, I don't know, Silzia, managed to find a whopping 41 shocking lines from President Trump's announcement that the ISIS leader was killed. Quote, President Trump just ordered the successful elimination of the world's most wanted terrorists. Cecilia and his colleagues at CNN can't even celebrate this victory for humanity over barbarism without trying to smear Trump. Conservative strategist Chris Barron told Fox News, history will not look kindly on the new low from CNN. Oh, I mean, these people are just crazy. Cecilia found problems with the way Trump described al-Baghdadi when making the announcement and criticized the president for painting the terror leader as a fearful wimp in his last moments. Well, he was. I mean, I talk about this. All these jihadis, all of these, you know, religious zealots, you know, they're they're down for the struggle, right? They're going to take out the infidel. They're strong. They're brave. They're rushing. This guy whimpered into a cave and blew himself and his children up. And he was mad that Trump called Baghdadi. He said he was no hero. The CNN analyst also attempted to lampoon Trump for declaring al-Baghdadi died like a dog and complained that he thanked Russia and Turkey for helping with the raid because we needed Russia and Turkey to coordinate with us to fly through their airspace. It's feigned outrage because outrage is the CNN response to anything Trump does, particularly anything he does well. It's not shocking to describe a terrorist mastermind, someone who killed, tortured, and raped for pleasure, as the whimpering coward he was when confronted by U.S. troops, said Cornell Law School professor and medic critic William A. Jacobson. What's truly shocking is that CNN chose to take what should have been a unifying national moment when a brutal terrorist was killed and turned it into another Trump-bashing opportunity. Now, Cecilia's Silizas column included a student analysis such as, okay, got it, um, okay, so, um, well, okay, and sarcastically noting great third person here by Trump. The CNN pundit highlighted Trump, calling the ISIS leader an animal, but couldn't find the words to take another jab, simply writing, this feels like as good a place as any to end. These people are frauds. Not only was CNN bad, but the Washington Compost Greg Sargent called the president's comments the deeply sick and twisted aspect of Trump's announcement. Given how the Post headlined Baghdadi's death, it's safe to assume they really don't want Trump to have any victories, even if America also has those victories. They hate America. They, the left, do not want Trump to have a victory, any, none, zero, nada, zilch, forget it. They hate it. They hate that this was successful. They hate that Trump can now use this going into 2020. Once again, it's another accomplishment done. What did President Trump say he was going to do? He was going to take on ISIS and eliminate him. He just killed the head of ISIS. Promise kept? Yes. 
Once again, Trump has all kinds of things to run on. The left has nothing. And it will be interesting, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be interesting over the next few days how this plays out. And over the 2020 election campaign, because of course, like I said, in 2011, going into 2012, Obama spiked this like a football as many times as he could. He did everything he could to make sure you knew he took out Osama bin Laden. He did everything he could to make sure it bolstered him. Just another promise kept by the president. All right, guys, head over to the matlockshow.com. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter. Do me a great big favor. CombatFlipFlops.com. Lock25, L-O-C-K-E-2-5. I know it's not flip-flop weather, but go check them out. I needed to get them in there. Hey, that's it, guys. That's it for Monday. It's going to be a crazy week. I'm traveling to Indiana tomorrow. There will still be podcasts all week long, so do not despair. And, of course, beer for brunch on Friday because I'm going to have to drink a lot after court on Wednesday. All right. For today, the Matt Lock Show. It's out. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. The holidays are on at Old Navy, where all jeans, all pants, all sweaters, and all outerwear are on sale up to 50% off now. Jeans start at just 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. All the looks you love, even this season's must-have plaid styles, are on sale. Plus, get fashion in a flash. Buy online, pick up in-store for free today in just two hours. Hurry in for up to 50% off all jeans, pants, sweaters, and outerwear at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 11.4 to 11.13 excludes in-store clearance. Yes.